everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Jake. And where's Katie? She's not I don't here. Know. Where is she? I baked her into a cake. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good spot for her. She's a saucy pud now. That's appropriate. <laughs> it's just Jake and I tonight. I hope you won't just leave. If we see the drop-off numbers, just go, that'll be really sad. Immediate shut off. Yeah. Please stick around. We are talking about Grape Ridge Bake Off episode eight, I believe, Dessert Week. Don't get me started. Last season, huge kerfuffle of Kimberly trying to learn what Dessert Week means when it's a baking show and I thought everything was a dessert. And even our British listeners were not able to help me that much. It was a lot of like, this is this. And this is sometimes this. Hmm. This is always this. This encapsulates this. So this term can sometimes mean this, but could also mean this. And it was like, I don't get it. So I'm just going to say anything sweet is dessert. The whole show is a dessert. Every week is dessert week. Kind of. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't know that dessert was so conditional or context-based. It is. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Why Brits got to be so weird? I don't know, right? Why you got to be like that? And as usual, I want to thank our donators to the show. Pam, Jennifer, Renata, Leslie, Karen, and Anna, and all of our Patreons. Thank you. Thank you so much. And some exciting news that Katie's not here to partake in. Uh Uh-oh. She's not the only one that does the ice cream soup. Heard from a lot of people they even have names for it in their family. Okay. Yeah. And some our friend Aaliyah taught her daughter how to do the swirl. Mm, and okay. so we, we got video footage of swirling happening. Lots of swirling going on. That's surprising. I should maybe judge Katie less and give her the benefit of the doubt sometimes. I didn't think it was that weird. I kind of enjoy a little soup with my solid ice cream. So I can I get the vibe, but she comes in hot. Yeah, She comes in hot with the, I would sneak down to the middle of the night and get a, a fingernail full of butter <laughs> as a right. snack. Right. And then she wants us to think that other things are normal and then it throws you. So she's not going to play me like that. But Katie, apologies. A lot of people do the soup. So recap from last week. Who went home? Do we miss them? I think I can say safely we both miss Obviously, her very much. Yes, we miss Lottie. Dearly. Both of our girlfriends. Yes. Like, we're both fairly yes, obsessed with her. Exactly. And Ermine with Starbaker. Well yes. done. Ermine is emerging to be pretty amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Er- <laughs> Are you trying? You're trying for that one? Because uh, Katie's not here. So she usually does a lot of puns yeah, and yeah. stuff. I mean, amazing's not bad. It's not. Great. I thought you were going for er- emerging, and I was like, "That's not. That's not working at all." Okay. Uh, so our signature bake this week is twelve identical baked mini cheesecakes. Yes, virtually invisible, apparently. Yes, because they're so small. Almost non-existent. I thought they seemed very cute, but people had a lot of trouble. Really? Uh, yeah, cheesecake is hard. Cheesecake is tough. I think so. I guess. I don't know the level of thing. I know if it's easy for me to eat it, then I feel like it should be easy to make it. Yeah. And if it's too complicated for me to eat it, then that's way too tricky to make. Well, I just know it's chilled and served cold, but I know it's also baked. And I'm like, how does that work? How does that turn into anything? Temperatures are confusing. I don't understand. Yeah. First of all, we learn Peter, my boyfriend. Yes. My little brother, my 
kid that I babysit for. Interesting detail about. He has an aversion to cheese. Now, we had one of these people last year. We actually had someone last year who didn't like dessert. Wow. What is that about? Yeah, definitely get into baking. Yeah, Peter... The, the thing is, like, I go back and forth with veganism, and I've been a vegetarian for a long time. Sure. I get not wanting to eat cheese. Yeah. I don't even know vegans that don't wish they could still have cheese. Yeah, like, oh, I don't like cheese, and I don't miss it. You're like, N- right. No one liar. says that. Yeah. No one says that. Yeah. So, Peter, if we're going to hang out, yeah. and you stop sliding into my DMs, or rather start, been? I guess. Oh, yeah, he hasn't yeah, even started. Say, okay, okay. Then we're going to have to work on the cheese issue. Yeah, definitely. Noel calls Peter the babyface assassin again. Loved it. Oh, is that a repeat? Yes, it happened last week or the week before. Yeah. He's gunning for Peter. He's either like pushing for him or pushing to get rid of him because he thinks he's competition. But Noel might think he's in the competition this season. Maybe. Yeah, he might be confused. Laura drops part of her cake. Terrifying. The first of... Two times she does that yeah. this episode, but she keeps saying that she's cool and collected, Laura, compared to last <laughs> week. And I loved it. Yeah. But to, to, to be fair, like she handles each drop like a champion. Sure. She just keeps going. Yeah, but she's very shook, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, she's shook. They do have a funny conversation about putting Great British Bake Off, the musical, on Broadway. I thought that was very cute. And then there's this whole running joke about Mr. Spoon that I didn't quite get. And then there's a spoon with the face drawn on it. Yeah. The fu- the part that made me laugh was when he said, he's in therapy. It's hard to read his faces. But then it goes too far. He does. Over the line. Way too far. He says, Mr. Spoon, I think, likes Peter. Mr. Spoon wants to see Peter naked. <gasps> yeah. Okay, Scandalique. Yeah. Where is the HR department of Great British Bake Off? Why is this harassment of Peter okay? Yeah. Also... Like I've said from the very beginning, and you haven't seen the previous seasons, drink ever. Someone's on there going to drink every time we say, Jake, you won't know this, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't get that drunk. You'll get, you'll have like a couple of nice tugs an episode. It's not going to be like you're wasted. Come on. But they're usually so much more subtle with these jokes. And Matt and Noel together, it's like releasing children. It's like releasing fourth grade boys onto the playground. And so inappropriate. Yeah. The judging. Ginger and lime for Peter. It totally sunk in the middle, but they thought it had a nice flavor. It doesn't look that great. I'm going to be honest. I was getting nervous for Peter. Mm -mm. Yeah. He was a little sketchy this week on this. Very much so. Laura is our first passion fruit of the approximately nine passion fruits. And that was just random, right? That was bizarre. Yeah, it wasn't planned, right? It didn't say you had to make. Yeah. So she's doing passion fruit and mango. It looks the messiest by far, but they thought it was delicious. So she saved it. Woof. Dave Citroen. <laughs> I was just scared for her. I just was like, oh no, uh-oh. She's the one I'm most scared for at this point. That reminds me of Home Alone. Yeah. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> Such a good movie. So Dave makes citrus, lemon, and passion fruit, and orange. It's like all the citrus flavors. His looks the neatest. I have given him credit before. Yeah. I know people think we're too mean on Dave, but he is a very neat baker. He really is. And they thought it was delicious. I did like Paul's shade. He throws a little shade on like, oh, that's a lot of gelatin, buddy. Yep. Oh, he said, I'm going to go golfing later. Can I use your 
cheesecake. Yeah, exactly. Because it was going to be so hard. Right. Yeah. I think that was, he was basically letting him know, like, you are making a mistake. They're tiny little discs, so he really should have said... Like, I'm going to go play hockey. Later. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure how we would play golf with a hard cheesecake. I got to be fair or honest there. But yeah, no, nah, I'm not really sure. Like if shuffle puck. Yes. Yes. Hockey. Of course. Paul, well, let us write your jokes. Yeah, right. So ermine, cinnamon base. Very interesting. And a passion fruit cheesecake in little jars. Very cute. Yeah. But not good. A bit stodgy and not enough flavor. Mm-hmm. Ermine. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hamish. He's the only one doing a classic New York-style vanilla, except it doesn't look classic to me. Because to me, classic is strawberry or cherry. Right. Right? Yeah. Or nothing. Plain. He has apricot on top. Yeah. Is there any legend about apricot? I feel like it's also kind of in the subtle category in a bake, but I don't know for sure. Oh, like Katie would be here saying, it's too subtle a flavor. Yes, exactly. Yes. I see. Okay, I could see that. I could, it is a kind of a subtle flavor now that I think about it. It kind of is. Yeah, it's like it's sweet, but Yeah. And Prue says that. Like if you she only got one in one bite and it was delicious, but it's not throughout, so it needs to be more. And the flavor so the flavor's not right and the size isn't right. Mhm. So it was kind of a mixed bag for this first challenge. It was. No one blew it out of the park, I don't think. I think Dave kind of smashes it, too. Yeah, I would say Dave and Laura. What do we have for the technical? The weirdest technical. Yeah, technical, huh? What is this? Two, it's a Prue challenge. Okay. Holy lemons, Batman. Yeah, this was bizarre. I had to back it up on that. I was like, oh, oh okay, I got you. I so still confused. Yeah, so t- they had to make two Sussex pond puddings, which is a suet pastry. Didn't know what that was. Steamed until golden. I love when my desserts have meat in them. <laughs> That's great. Well, technically, what suet? The protective fat is what suet is. Yeah. So they're steamed and steamed until golden, which is also bizarre. The filling is supposed to ooze into like a syrup pond, and then they're serving it with uh, creme anglaise, C A for short. <laughs> C A. <laughs> Even. I like your C A, dog. <laughs> Sorry. Even Prue says it's not the neatest looking dessert. No. Like even when they're showing the sample that usually looks perfect. It looks like a croquette or something like that. Like a chicken croquette. It's bizarre. It looks like a a pot pie, like upside down pot pie or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all soggy and leaking. It just looks messy and. Oh, but I should probably bring up the other major ingredient, a whole unskinned lemon. That is just baked inside. What the heck? What the heck, indeed. With the skin on, pierce it. Yeah. And then I guess when you steam it, the juices are supposed to go out. But you don't eat it, right? Like you don't. On Twitter, there was mass confusion. I I have no idea. I imagine you don't, but maybe there's some people who like it. But maybe someone's like, oh, save me the lemon part. I don't know. I I have no idea. They do comment on one of them that it's too hard. So I suspect it's maybe supposed to be eaten. Maybe it turns into like a marmalade type thing. With the peel. Right, because marmalade has that orange peel in there, right? And it's a little bitter with the sweet. But it's not a whole peel on a fruit. Not at all. Not at all. It's We're saying there is like an actual lemon just dropped in the middle of this dessert with the peel on and you're supposed to eat it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't, I would fish it out. 
it might give it a nice flavor, but oh, eat around. I want to try it. I would try a bite. I'm not Paul Hollywood, so I would try it. Yeah, <laughs> with his gherkins. Put the gherkins on. Put the lemons in. So how do people do? Well, no one knows what this is supposed to look like at all, which is pretty funny. The recipe is a little bit minimal, and they kind of hint, like Prue says in the run-up, they should basically be steaming the whole time. And they're all about, like, what is it, an hour to hour and a half? And the challenge was, I think, two and a half hours. So So she literally meant, like, almost the whole time. But she says it to the camera. I don't know if it's on the recipe because they seem to not know. In fact, there's a lot of copying going on, if you've noticed in this one. There's a lot of people, like, look, crooking their head. Mm-hmm. Peter is low-key grossed out by the whole thing, which is pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny. And no one is sure totally whether or not they're supposed to crimp. I think they're not. To crimp or not, I would say... Crimping was last week for 80s week. Yeah. I was a master hair crimper. This week, they never even commented on the crimp, really. Well, there's someone's trying to do a crimp, and they're like, should we do this? I don't know. And they kind of just leave it, and they move on to the tops, the pleated tops, which they also kind of are like, what's a pleat? (laughs) Yeah, just one pleat in a paper you're supposed to do. But then that was, they were copying. Who got it first? Was it Ermine got it first? I thought it was Laura or Dave. But Dave actually figured out the pleat, too. I thought he did, and I was like, okay, so they're getting it. I'm like, it's a pleat. It's not that confusing. I was confused. One pleat. I didn't really understand, like, is it how you're—it's like origami or something, and you fold a pleat so that it could expand. It's almost like Jiffy Pop, a Jiffy Pop bag. Same concept, I think. So it can expand, but I, it was not explained. No. So good for them. I was impressed. Honestly, they did all right because they really, like I say, they really did not seem to know what they were doing. They had more trouble tying these bows, these little knots, and making a little string, a little bag holder, like a little purse holder to pull it in and out of or the boiler. Or I think Laura just went ahead and made it out of foil, which, yeah, shout out to Laura. That's fine. It didn't seem to affect her one way or the other. Poor Dave. Yeah, Dave's kind of down with a wire. Everyone's done. Everyone's steaming theirs, and he's still trying to get a perfect tide knot. But he's also first in, last out on those. So he had to know there's something, something going something wrong. Something wrong. And then he tries to take it out, and it's just, it, it has no form. It's like the blob. Right. It's a complete plop. Plop on a plate. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a plop. It's a giant plop. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, to be fair, they kind of all fall apart. It actually looks like the only person who has, I think, two intact is Hamish, but he also, one of his might collapse in the yeah. in the run-up because I know they said, okay, let's take it from the one that's still intact. Yeah, so they all kind of struggle keeping them, keeping the structural integrity on those. But to be fair, I don't think they had ever seen one of those in their entire life, so. And Prue later says, to be fair, yes. I'm 80 years old. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's my favorite dessert, which, wow, she looks amazing. I had no idea, right? No idea. Incredible. And then Paul says, well, I'm 40, and I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not true, right? No, he's not. Yeah, okay. He's a silver fox. Yeah, he is silver fox, totally. I don't even want to guess because I'm afraid he'll murder me if I get it wrong. Nah, that's good. I'll Google it later. Yeah, give it a bing. Yeah, right. Totally. Sorry. But Prue, look at her. She yeah. looks great. Yeah. But that does kind of make sense why nobody else has even had one. Right. It's just like it's a generational dessert that is a little bit lost at this point. Yeah. So how do people do? 
Well, I'll just go through in the order they went. Laura is leaky, but mostly whole. The sauce is thin and needed a little more steam. That is my new catchphrase. Leaky, but sort of whole. (laughs) It works. It works. They like the flavor, I guess, which is surprising. Dave, you know, Paul straight up tells him he's made pasties. And it's basically raw, which we all knew to expect. Which sounds like a diss. It totally sounds, when someone's... Oh, it's a complete, it's a complete diss. Oh, you basically made pasties. That sounds like a diss, yeah. You're in trouble right off the top. But he does say, yeah, this, I mean, it's raw. First in, last out. There was no other result that could be expected. But his custard was good. So, you know. Ermine is next, and she could have used more steam, but her crema glace is good, and her flavor is good. So she does all right. But She has some just natural talent, really. Uh, she's in a, I think, you know, she's the... Instinct, her instincts are good. Yeah, and she's the one who, like, I feel like maybe has, like, some professional hours under her belt, is my impression, that, like, she has worked in a French bakery or something, but I don't remember at this she point. She does say she's a French patissiere baker, so maybe she has worked, but the, you're supposed to be an amateur baker. Yeah, so maybe she's just an amateur, yeah, French patisserie baker. Well, Katie and I call us uh, amateur professional podcasters. Right, pro-am. You're on the pro-am circuit. We're the pro-am circuit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a place to be, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so Peter, eh, pretty raw also. He kind of whiffs it, but his creme anglaise is nice. And then we have Amish, Hamish, understeamed also. So everybody should have been doing it for like two hours, hour and a half, which is not enough. But his flavors are good. So Laura wins this one. Amish is next. But Laura gets the you've won, but it also sucked. Right. Nobody smashes it. You're the winner of all of the losers. So you're the least terrible. The least loser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Ermine's right in the middle. Peter is number four. Surprisingly, he's struggling this week, which is surprising, you know? Yeah, he kind of looks like he's going to cry. I think he's just not used to doing poorly. No, I think he usually succeeds. Despite his best efforts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Dave is, is dead last, first in, first out. What can you say? Yeah. No, it was to be expected. Totally. So the showstopper. Yes. This is impressive. Have you ever seen one of these in- No. I've seen them on the show, but I don't think I've ever seen one in person. You have. Okay. Because I was like, I, this is totally Yeah, I new. saw them once on the show. Only once, I think. But I've never seen one in person. It's this jelly art design cake. So it's that jello, what they call jelly, like clear. But then they inject colors into it to make a design. And then that sits on top a mousse cake. Right. So very fancy. And again... Matt asked Noel, what design would you make? And Noel says, I would do a nude design of Paul Hollywood. And he says, what flavor would the nipples be? And he says, lime. Now, this is not us trying to make the show cheeky. They're just doing it out in the open now. No, they're going for it. They're going for it. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, why lime? Wonder. He does love lime. It's his favorite flavor. Yeah. So It is his favorite flavor. Or are his nips green? Could be. We never will know, probably, until the calendar comes out, maybe. (laughs) There have to be pictures. I'm sure the British tabloids are ruthless. I'm sure there's pictures of him on vacation. Let me just bang this real quick. Shirtless Paul Hollywood. Summer holiday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's thousands. I'm sure. So they are using so much gelatin and... 
Why aren't they? I don't know why they're not using vegetarian gelatin. Oh, they do. Just so you know. Mark says pig hide. Right. So much pig hide. But they talk about another one, which I looked up because I did not know what it was. The agar, 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 and that is vegetarian. It's algae-based. It's like two different substances that begin with agar, and I didn't know, but I, I assume it's for vegetarians and, and gelatin, right? Yes, yes. Or vegans and gelatin or what have you. Yes. I'm sure they have their reasons for using the more traditional too, but- yeah. Just for me personally, if a dessert can be vegetarian, why not? So Hamish and Matt make a joke about eating feet. That was a weird moment. He says, smells like stinky feet. He says, how many feet have you eaten? And Hamish looks down at his own missing foot because he has a prosthetic leg and says, I've already eaten one. Hamish. What in the world? What a sense of humor you have. Also, that maybe kind of has to win best banter just because it's self-deprecating. Totally. And clever, very fast-witted, and gross, so. Slightly disturbing. I'm picturing him eating a foot. Yeah. Like on a stick. Totally. By so, the way, I just want to say, it tastes like an orange foot. Do you remember that? Do you know what that line is from? I don't. Dang it. It's from Albert Brooks's mother. And I just watched it like last night. So I was like, You think that I know that movie well enough? Somehow I kind of felt like you would know it, but I guess not. Because it has a Jewy kind of theme to it. That's not it. It has a cute old lady in it. That was what I was thinking of. And I love cute old ladies. I do love cute old ladies. You do, right? Yeah. So that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't? I support all women on this podcast. So, Ermina and Noel joke about Noel being a vampire. That's a running gag. Of course. Then there's an actual grasshopper crawling on Laura's workstation. Cameo appearance by an insect. <laughs> I think it's an insect. Yeah. What else would it be? I don't know. Arthropod something. Oh, God. Now I'm sound really dumb. I don't know. Dave is doing a beach scene. Surprise. And then we find out that he's not really a surfer, but he wants to be a surfer. Buddy, you got to put in the time, man. Our whole theory is still correct in that he does aspire to be this. Yes, yes. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't live in surf country, I guess. Right. There was a photo of him and his wife taking surf lessons on a vacation that someone showed me from his Instagram. So I think when they go on vacation, they do try to go to the water. And he and Noel do quote my favorite surfing movie. Well, one of my favorite movies. The best one of all time. I am an FBI agent. Point break. Love it. Back off, war child. (laughs) I love it so much. And then we find out that Dave's dog-in-law, somebody, his dad's dog, somebody, his cousin, his brother dog, whatever, is named Swayze. Yes. So that's really cute. That is great. That's actually super cute. And then Ermine gets a little cheeky. She's making fun of how the British people on the show are saying Genoese. Right. And I thought that was very funny. Well, so what's correct? It's Genois, right? Gen Genoa. Okay, and they say Genoese. Okay, because I wrote that down. Yeah, because Laura says, I feel like you're supposed to say Genoa, but I'm going to say Genoese. And Ermine is like, if you're going to chalk in another language, you should try to put your all into it. And that's all I'm going to say. Very cheeky. But I feel like it's a little bit like when American people say, hi, my name's Kimberly and I'm going to Guatemala. And then it sounds annoying, and I feel like it's... Hey, I'd like to get a tall coffee and a croissant. 
Exactly. It's kind of that. You're like, but you could say croissant and not be a jerk. You could say croissant and not be sound like. So you could say Genois. Total D-bag. Yeah. Yeah. I don't totally agree with or mean, but I'm not French and she's French. So maybe she gets to decide how people say it. Probably so, does. Uh, but I do love her sense of humor. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Peter at one point is getting a little flustered and says, righty ho, rinky dink, okie dokie. Spouting a string of antiquities. <laughs> what are you even saying? He already said Jeepers Creepers and Rinky Dink earlier. It was just like they like the corny phrase generator broke on the Peter bot. And he just started like (laughs) spewing them all at the same time. I feel like he got some advice from his mom on the phone that was like, honey, when you get nervous, go over your exercises. (laughs) And like it's in his head. He's just starts spouting, righty ho, Rinky Dink, (laughs) okie dokie. What? Seriously, uh, yeah. The pressure's getting to him. It is. It is really cool watching them inject the jelly, I thought. I was pretty... Amazing. Kind of mesmerizing. I had no idea. And then the fact that the, on the flip, I was like, okay, that looks pretty good. I, all right, I see it. But then I had no idea what was waiting it's on the flip. It's upside down. And then when you flip it over, exactly. Matt, at one point, is trying to open a roll of foil for Laura. Uh-huh. And you know when the foil gets stuck at one part and then it's not ripping the whole thing? Yeah. And... And I was like, stars, they're just like us. That is kind of that that kind of moment, I guess. Come on. Dave is, okay. So someone- The Jelly Picasso. DM'd me. uh, No, yes, absolutely. But we have what some people were thinking is perhaps Chipgate part de. Applegate. Which is Applegate. Yeah. 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 The first. Applegate the first. Mm -hmm. So Dave finishes so early compared to everyone else. And instead of helping, which he's not required to do, sure. he sits there and eats an apple. And it's really the editors that are doing him no favor. Absolutely. They could have cut that. It would have been no big deal. No one would have known anything. They did. Karen, I believe it was, who did the chips for or the crisps uh-huh. and who even offered crisps to other. You Would you like a crisp? Right. As they're struggling and sweating and like things are falling apart. She went on TV on Extra Slicer, one of the shows, I believe, and explained it. And I think. I, if I watched it, I'm sure I would feel badly and feel like yeah. she got kind of screwed over by the editors there. And they're kind of doing the same thing to Dave because you see him eating the apple and then it cuts to Laura just staring at him going, uh-huh. y'all right? <laughs> like, yeah. Are you, oh, you having fun? Like, are you just relaxing? Having a spot of tea? Okay, you're good? Right. And then her entire cake like falls and then they cut back to him still eating (laughs) the apple as she's screaming help me help she literally screams help help somebody help me yeah bad editing not bad i mean it's brilliant editing it's tricksy editing if they want us to not like him right it's working yeah And I was getting back to being on team date, not back because I was never on it, but I was feeling badly about how we treated him at the beginning. We were rough. He's been growing on me. We were very rough on him. Rough puff. We were rough puff pastry on him. And now I feel like the show has set us up to dislike him again. Yeah. And I really, the older, mature Kimberly can appreciate it is an editing thing. Yeah. And it probably wasn't like that, although it did strike Laura enough that she had to tease him about it. Right. Well, there's no telling that if that he was even the same exchange, right? That could have also been edited. Oh, you're totally right. That's true. So, yeah, I was like, I was skeptical of the whole sequence, but 
I saw what they were doing. Although I think when she says that to him, you see him in the frame. You I do? I think they're okay. both in the shot okay. and he's eating the apple. Yeah. Maybe this far along, people aren't as apt to help each other because we are in the quarterfinals now and they're really just trying to get to the final episode. We're down to five people, so maybe... But I still feel like they've helped each other in previous challenges. If someone is like, help me, I'm about to drop my thing, like, I would help them, obviously. Yeah, put the apple Put down your apple, you know? And we don't know if he did. It totally could be the editing choice. It does not appear that he does, or the editors just really want to give Dave a hard time. Mm, could be. Yeah, it is Applegate. Then they flip over their jellies with reckless abandon, I felt like. This was the most stressful montage for me by far yet. Interesting with the music getting all heightened. It's terrifying, and they're all struggling. It was hard. They're all struggling because they all get stuck coming out. Yeah. And it's they could fall apart so easily. They're all just wobbly messes. No, it looks like it's abject terror to me. But most of them came out pretty well, actually. Yeah. Like, there's a few that are a little liquidy, but most came out well. No, does, no like, total catastrophes, though, Exactly. Which I was expecting. Absolutely. I was looking forward to it. No, I wasn't. I'm not a bad person. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> So Hamish, he makes the only two-tiered jelly thing. So it's like layers of strawberry and chocolate mousse and then two tiers of a jelly design. Yeah. So it's all wobbly all over the place. And Paul cutting the jelly was really funny because it's like he's about to fall over. Paul, yeah. He could not get... It was priceless physical comedy there. It was pretty great. Mr. Hollywood. So unfortunately, the strawberry mousse is overdone. Just the mousse in general is bad. Everything is a mess. Yeah. Other than that, it looked pretty. It did look pretty. And he used a board. Oh, yeah. It's... I was like, what are you doing, man? Was he saying a board or was it like a cookie, like a biscuit board? Yeah, he said there was a... I thought he said there was a board, so that's why they take the jelly off and put oh, it to the side. Oh, they do just like remove the jelly to the top. Yeah. I was like, I don't think you can do that, my dude. It didn't cut very well at all. And then it's just rough and doesn't look... Good. No. It's not great for Hamish. Did not come out too hot. And where was he in the technical? I think he did okay. Yeah, he was number two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But again, like you said, he was the least, the second to... Right. They were all bad. Yeah, that's true. And the judges kind of explain why they do favor more what happens in the showstopper. Mm-hmm. Kind of, if they point out that... You have two challenges in one day, and then this is like a four and a half hour challenge. So you have to judge it as kind of twice what the other challenges are, which makes sense. Right. 50% of your grade. Yeah. Laura's flower power, which is decorated like a koi pond. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty cool. She has a little koi fish in there. The raspberry mousse is perfect. Paul says every layer is perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfection. Amazing. No handshake. What? No, he wanted the sponge covered. That was his one complaint. He was like, the sponge looks a little rough. It's a little rough around the sponge part. He is being so stingy with those handshakes. What's because he gave that early when he gave, got criticism, probably. They were like, no, he's just throwing them out. And so now he's... He thinks it makes him look weak. Reticent. He's, yeah. yeah. He thinks it makes him look weak and he has to look strong. Dave's is a beach surf scene they loved it. Uh-huh. I thought it was kind of a simple design. Uh-huh. But okay. 
I guess he does it really, really well, and there are kind of layers to it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that that was oh, pretty incredible. When I saw the side view with the layers, I was like, okay. The layers were pretty cool. Yeah. But unfortunately, the mousse is too stodgy, and the sponge isn't great. Mm-hmm. So the jelly part is amazing. Bottom part, not so good. No. Or mean. Chocolate and raspberry mousse with this huge flower on top. Yes. They thought it was perfect. Beautiful, straight out of a patisserie. It's sort of unreal looking. Patisserie. Patisserie. Why did I say add a whole extra? I don't know. I struggle with it. A whole extra word in there. They love the flavors. <laughs> they. I'm not a newbie to the show. I have no excuse. Right. So they love the flavors. They thought it was gorgeous. A real triumph. Yes. No handshake. No handshake. And it's a, called a triumph. That's amazing. A triumph. How can you get better than a triumph? It looked amazing. It looked, it looked beautiful. It's just one huge flower on top. Yes. Inside the jelly. Right. It looked really good. Peter, my friend. Mm-mm. It's supposed to be a snow globe, which is the cutest idea. Yes. It does not look like a snow globe. At all. At Not even close. <laughs> I like, like, I would never have been able to guess. I had to check what he was going for. Again. And he has reindeer inside, and they just look like blobs. Lavender. It's, what is happening? Yeah. It's all pastel colors. It, it's orange and cranberry mousse panna cotta. Yes. I, and Do you know what panna cotta is? Not really. It's just another kind of like cream and gelatin mold. So I don't, I guess it's just a different process, but it's Italian. But it's roughly like a slightly more stable version of what they're already making, I think. Okay, okay. Because it's gelatin, but then they add some cream to it, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So the sponge is a little overbaked. The mousses are too soft. Yeah. But the flavors are good, but it's hard to cut. Peter is in danger. And then we go to the deliberation, and I felt like Noel, remember I said last week that I thought Noel was trying to send somebody else home in favor of Lottie. Yeah. Because he loves Lottie. This time, I felt like he was trying to take Peter down a little bit. He's really injecting himself into these. And that's new, huh? Yeah. He's injecting himself into the jelly of the deliberation. He's saying what you want, Paul Hollywood, is when you cut open, you cut a slice of this cake, you want to be able to walk around the party, show everyone how incredible it looks. And Peter's was too messy. You can't do that. It doesn't look good. And I was like, geez, Noel, I thought you loved Peter. You babyface assassin. Ice in his veins. And also, Hamish's looked ridiculous, too. No, Dave's. Which one also looked, did not look cuttable at all? Well, yeah, Hamish's was not at all. Like, literally had to separate it. So, we are just zipping through this. I'm so proud of us. Katie is really causing this show to go extra long, I have to say. I feel like people are going to be like, ah, it's too short. Oh, too short now. Just blew through that. But you know who's going to be happy? Our editor, and that's all that matters. Oh, for sure. So pleasurable task of announcing Star Baker. I will give to you, Jake. Okay. So second week in a row, it's Ermine. And this one, remember I kind of had some complaints about her decorative skills. I feel like she fully redeemed herself with this one. That like whatever, maybe she didn't quite have the time or whatever. But on this this particular project, it looked Unbelievable, totally justified Starbaker. I still 100% stand by that I don't think these bakers are as far along as other bakers in previous seasons. There are not any 
incredibly creative, standout, decorative bakers this season. And usually we have at least one or two that even if their bakes don't always taste great, they are like visually stunning to look at. And I think it's because they're in quarantine together. They don't have as much time to practice. They're only getting a couple days to practice instead of the whole week. So there's issues going on and they have to be away from their families. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Everyone's cake looked amazing this week. Right. I can't even imagine what some of the previous bakers would have done with this challenge too. Like it would have blown me out of the water, but these were still amazing, I thought. So I thought they all stepped it up, really stepped it up with their skills. Yeah, but Ermine has kind of been talking up her decorative skills and we haven't really seen it that much. So Yeah, like I said, I think she's she's missed the mark on a couple of decorative showstoppers. And really the kawaii was just so painful for me because just- Is that the one just, for you? Just Google it. It shouldn't look like the grudge. Just Google it. That's, and if someone said it I was does. being too hard no. on her because her, she's French. And so, she, and I'm like. It looks like J-horror. Absolutely. You can literally Google what Kawhi is and it will tell you. And that's. <laughs> she was like, is it that the ring girl or what is that? Yeah, what is it? it's, yeah it's t- that's the girl. That's about a vengeful ghost, right? Kawhi, that's what that means? <laughs> like, yeah, it's totally Kawhi. Yeah. You feel like it's you're going to get killed in your sleep or something, right? Right, right. Everyone who eats the cake uh, seven days later, they die. That's what it is. Or they make another cake and then they got to pass it on and then on and on. You know the deal. <laughs> but she proved herself this week. But honestly, they all did, I thought, great with the decorating. Maybe it's easier than it looks. It looks incredibly technically difficult. It looks tough. Or maybe these bakers just really are talented and stepped, have stepped it up. We do have some talented people left. I'm just not blown away by any of them like I usually am. So I'm very curious to see if you go back and watch previous seasons. I want to know what you think of this being the first season and compared to other seasons. Because like if you watch last season, Helena like these cakes she would come up with were so creative. And then there was Kim Joy. And these cakes are just like, they could be on the cover of magazines. They were just stunning. And I just haven't felt like we were getting that. Yeah, I think you have a point that it's like, we are like in the finals and people are still struggling. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like- and, and even when they look amazing, they're still messy along the bottom, still dripping. I'm expecting like almost perfection in these cakes and at this point. And we definitely aren't there for sure. That's fair. Yeah. So maybe I'm being too hard. Again, it's very easy for me to judge because I don't even like desserts very much. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. And don't cook. I will do the gut-wrenching task of announcing who's going home. Hamish. Peter is so lucky that Hamish did worse. Uh Uh-huh. Because it so easily could have been Peter this week. Because he struggled in almost all of the challenges, if not all. I think he struggled in all three, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Even Paul loving him so much couldn't have saved him if Hamish's cake hadn't been such a disaster. Yeah. He really got lucky. And he kind of tries to look on the bright side. I think that's his nature, but also he's very young and easy go. He's young and he's a good looking kid. So he's probably had a lot of good luck in his past. You know, he's like probably had a fairly, I don't want to judge on his past, but I feel like he has a fairly charmed life, you know, considering. And so I feel like he's just, it was startling for him to be so close to be at the bottom but I don't know if he even realizes how close he was to the bottom because even me loving him might have sent him home. Yeah, I know. He was 
for real on the chopping block. And that is surprising. Yeah, I think he probably, it seems like he doesn't, like if he applies himself, he does well. But this wasn't the case. Like two times out of three, he tried. Didn't he say he was kind of like underprepared or kind of going in blind this week? Like he hadn't practiced quite as much. I felt like he made a throwaway comment like that. So maybe that explains it. And maybe. He definitely shouldn't be cocky, though, at this point. Nope. Like, Get humble. I think Noel pumping him up every week saying, you're the babyface assassin. You're the one to beat. Everyone's good. He even made a joke this episode. He's like, let's all sabotage Peter's cake. Yeah. You didn't need to. It built him up too much. And you need he needs to be careful because anyone can go home now. Poor Hamish. And then you see him walking off with his daughters. Yes. And everyone's really sad to see him and go. And it's very sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. I, he, He's a great guy. He was one of my favorites. I don't know. Being honest, he might have been my last like favorite. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I like all the people that are there, but I'm, I wasn't necessarily rooting for them. Right. So yeah. it's interesting now. I would say I was most amused by Rowan and Lottie. Uh-huh. Like, they amused me a lot. For sure, yeah. And I thought Lottie had a lot of talent, too. Rowan always ran out of time. And- I don't know what, R- Rowan came out so strong and then just didn't live it up, up to that potential. He was drinking tea with his waistcoat. Was he drinking tea? Was he drinking tea? Or was he drinking, yeah, was it spiked? What's going on? <laughs> was he just wasted by the end of the bake? He did seem very relaxed. He and Linda were, right. you know, using some extra ingredients. There was tea involved, but they weren't drinking it. I see. Okay. Uh-huh. But no, I mean, I I have liked everybody. Everybody seems very nice, but I was really rooting for Lottie and and Sura. I really miss Sura. She, I thought she was great. She went home on some BS, I think, personally. That was a rough pull that she got. I think she could have gone much further. Yeah. And I bet she could have done something really cool with this cake. Yeah. This jelly cake. Yeah. So who do you think is going to just take it now? Oh. We have one more person to leave. I mean. So next week. Boy, I still, I think Ermine is getting to the point where she's like sort of rising to the challenge. I think it's personally, if I'm going to play like armchair baker manager. Mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's going to be down to Peter and Ermine. Basically, I think the other guys, they might get lucky. You know, Dave is good, but I think Dave still whiffs. And same with Laura. So Laura lets her nerves get to ahead of her. And she makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I don't want to watch her bake because it's a little scary. Chaotic. It makes me nervous. She's, you're right. She drops things a lot. And she makes what she was the one who forgot to turn on her ice thing. And like she makes a lot of mistakes every episode, but she somehow keeps pulling it out. So she obviously has talent there. Right. Yeah, exactly. Dave, I just don't particularly enjoy. His bakes seem kind of robotic to me. Like they are very neat, which I appreciate, but they're almost too neat. And I don't feel like they're all inspired or anything like interesting. I think he's pretty great. The neatness, his design is good. His flavors are maybe a little bit more conservative, but he doesn't ever seem to blow it on the flavor. So You know what? I think you're right. He plays it safe in terms of flavors and design, which is smart at this. He doesn't need to take a risk unless he's at the very bottom. Yeah. And then he should take a risk. Yeah. So you're right. He's probably playing it pretty smart. But I don't see him winning the whole thing. I think it's going to be Ermine. Because has she had like a full-on meltdown? 
when things haven't gone right? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, she looks like she was going to whiff a couple times, but she pulled it out. So Yeah. And she kind of has a sense of humor about it. Peter's nerves, I could see getting to the best of him in the very final. I could see him getting nervous. And he is young, too. So he doesn't have as much experience of, like, fortitude and persevering as Ermine does. I mean, Ermine's a single mom. Like, she knows not to sweat the small stuff. Peter still lives at home playing badminton with his gluten-free brother. <laughs> and no shame. Yeah, no shame at, at all. all. But, just, but, like, that's where he hasn't... At struggled as much. So I'm worried that if something doesn't go wrong, it could spiral. He could be in a shame spiral or like one of these cakes. Or yeah, like a bad cake. He could collapse like a bad cake. And I feel like she might be able to stay strong and pull it out. Laura will cry again. <laughs> you mark your words. Mark my words. She will cry again. There will be tears. But I still love her. She cracks me up. Yeah. I think she's hilarious too. Totally. And Dave still juries out on Dave. Let us know what you thought of Applegate, if Christina Applegate, if we are, uh, <laughs> I know, it, I, the editors know what they're doing. Yeah. They 100% know what they're doing. They, all the drama's in the edit, probably, so they probably, you know. Oh, 100%. Oh, this is juicy. Click, click. They love to do that kind of shade. Like, oh, everyone knows you don't do it like that, and then you cut to someone who's doing it exactly like that. Like, they love to do that. So... Very interesting. I thought Paul could have given out some handshakes this week. Yeah. But other than that, it was a great episode. I did notice for the very first time in the end credits, the psychotherapist is listed. Oh, I did not see that at all. Lynn Greenwood, you have your work cut out for you on this show because, I mean, not as much as on American show when people are like, I'm not here to make friends and snatching weaves and stuff. <laughs> I'm here to display my narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> like, hey, man, uh, you might want to be a little bit nicer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm here to win the worst person in America. That's not what the show is. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm displaying. But maybe people are stuffing down their emotions a lot more because they're being British and they're being polite. So maybe she has to deal with a lot more. So maybe they're just like, I can't deal with this Hamish dude anymore. Maybe they hate each other behind the scenes. I wonder. It always seems like they love each other and no one gets on each other's nerves. But you know someone has to get on someone's nerves. It's got to be. A lot of people. I love it. Well, we miss you, Hamish. Anything else? That I missed? Well, Hamish was on Extra Slice. A couple of bits. The dog was definitely there. I think we had some question. There's a an area near the tent. He was a nightmare in the tent, apparently. He would just, like, go for the food and all this stuff. He was, like, he's, like, a <laughs> kind of a bad boy, basically. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty great. There was an area where the other dogs that he mentioned, the other dogs were kenneled up, or not kenneled up, but, like, in an open spot with some fencing. Oh, that's so cool. I think they called it Dogtown, but I don't know if I'm... Oh, my God. Just uh, living on the west side. I want to be quarantined there. That is so much fun. But, yeah, they had, like, a dog area. I love that. Other thing is they showed Hamish's original test version of the Aladdin Sane Bowie cake, and it was pretty good. Surprisingly, yes, it was quite good. It looked pretty nice. Like It wasn't melted? No, it wasn't that weird. Like David's head was collect like he was the elephant man? Yeah, it was not that. It I don't know if it looked that much like Bowie, to be fair, but it looked like a human, and you could tell what it was. You could tell he was going for that album cover, so... Oh, interesting. You know, I would give it like an eight. 
out of 10, whereas like that, the one he did for the show was more like a three or a four. Well, that always happens, I'm sure. I can't imagine the frustration of baking something perfectly. And then when you have to do it, when it actually counts, you whiff it. Not at all. Totally bizarre. Did you notice at the end of the episode that they zoom in on a plane flying over? There's like it. There's like an insert shot. It looked like it was. Did they draw it to look like a shark? Am I losing my mind? It was a very weird insert. It's like right near the end of the episode, and they cut to a plane flying over. And I swear to God, is that supposed to be symbolic of Hamish flying home? I don't. Maybe I have no idea. I was like, what is going on here with this sky shark? What is? What's the deal here? Well, that's very strange because. You kind of think of the Great British Bake Off tent as like Disneyland. And, you know, for people who don't go to Disneyland or have had Disney, a Disney in your area, Disney ha- is a no-fly zone. Mm-hmm. So they buy out the airways yes. so that you literally will never see a plane flying over when you're in Disneyland because they want to keep you in that romanticized, they want to keep you spending money, basically. It's the magic kingdom, y'all. It's, yeah, you're not going to see planes. You're not going to see trash. You're going to only see, you're not going to see graffiti. It's only happy things. And you're going to keep spending money and going on rides. But like, you kind of think of the Bake Off tent as like the same kind of magical thing. And then it's like, oh, there's totally planes that are going over and grasshoppers in the tent. Right, yeah. Maybe this was like the cracks in the facade. But it does remind me of The Walking Dead where they had like 10 episodes with no technology, no other humans we knew were alive. And then one time you see a helicopter and you're like, there's something bigger happening outside of this world. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Interesting. There was one season where this one girl, her parents were like time management experts or something. Okay. So she would talk about it sometimes and they were coming to visit her on the final episode. They missed their flight. Oh, wow. That was hilarious. So there was lots of stuff with planes and are they going to make it or not? But also people were making fun because they're time management experts and stuff and then they didn't make their flight. (laughs) Oh, that is so good. (laughs) To the most important day of their daughter's life. Amazing. For the finals. I think they made it like halfway through the final challenge. So I think they got there. Yeah, at the very end. I mean, that's just like, what a profession. I'm a time management expert. Something, yeah. Like, that's just like a sub-routine that most professional humans have to run. Have to own. Yeah, but I do it so well, I teach other people how to do it. It's like brushing your teeth. You do it so well, you go to other people's houses. Yeah, I give toothbrushing seminars. And coach them on brushing their teeth. No. (laughs) Something most adults just have to learn. Yeah. But I actually know quite a few people who could learn, need time management classes. Oh, I would absolutely benefit for sure. For sure. I would 100%. Mm-hmm. So no shade there, but a little shade that you missed your flight on national television. A big old spoonful of shade on that because that is blowing it. Questionably a bigger day yeah. than your daughter's wedding, even that you have to be there in yeah. time. Mm-mm. So, um, Pretty funny. I think that's all we have, right? Did I miss anything? No, I think we're good. Next week, I believe, is patisserie week. Okay. Ermine's time to shine. She better pull it out or we're going to give her some shade. Yeah. Girl. She needs to. Because, yeah. So, on your mark. Get set. A day with a big. Eh. We did it without you, Katie. Sorry, Katie. We didn't even miss you at all. A little bit. We'll see you next week. A little bit. Come back. Please. Come back soon.
We don't know anything about baking without you. Yeah, I'm kind of lost here. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. Have fun. Thanks bye. Again.